Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Fitness Coach. I am the Jock, this is the Doc, and we are on part three of how to get more clients. And so if you've listened to part one and part two, which I highly recommend, you'll, you'll see that it's not just about getting more clients. We, we, we called it that for a little bit of clickbaits. You get on here, but ultimately we called it that because really we need to break down the foundation of what you're trying to get here. So at the end of the day, as coaches, as gym owners, we want to be able to pay our bills. We want to be able to make a profit and we, we want to be able to not work like a dog every single day. So with that comes more of more than just getting more clients, but that can be a part of it. So that's what we're going to dive in today. And so uh, the story, uh, Dr. J, she was with me. We were at a uh, going on a trip this weekend. We went to a conference in Chicago. On the way back, you know, we're stopping, and there's there's two gas stations to choose from. And I'm like, okay, which one am I going to choose? Like, gas is probably the same with both, at least from my knowledge. I can look at the prices. Okay, prices are the same. Um, I can look at the facilities. Which one's nicer? Because if I'm going to use the restroom, I want to use the nicer Definitely. facility for that. Um, which one has more people at it because maybe the locals know which one's better. And so like right there, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to choose between one and the other. And this is how we have to think about it as, as fitness professionals. And not so much as like, what am I doing compared to the competitors? Uh, one, one guy said it nicely this weekend is like, really our, still our biggest competition is the couch. So think of marketing people of like, oh, we don't have the best fitness program. We're gonna work you out the hardest. But like, how do we motivate the people that, that are interested in fitness or want to start doing something, how do we get them interested in what we're doing? And really, that's where the big, much bigger market is for getting new clients. So Dr. J, kind of break it down from your perspective of like, what should we think of like when we're actually um, getting new clients? Yeah, and, and to your point, if the couch is, is, is the biggest competitor, then it's having a list of like super fancy fitness terms about your great new licensed workout and the this and the that, they're not going to resonate with that. They haven't had training experience or not for a long time. And so if you're listing a whole bunch of stuff that you have that, like I said, you kind of have to be in the space to fully understand what that is, that can sound even more intimidating. Not only have I not moved like this in a while, but I haven't kept up with this. I don't know what that class is or the latest Les Mills or the latest whatever. I, I don't understand that. Or if you're talking about a recovery room, tell me what that helps. It, it feels good, It's whatever it is. But use language that allows me to understand and feel confident even coming in and asking a question. You'd be amazed at how many people don't say much when you first meet them or if you give them a tour and they seem happy but they don't come back, whatever, they're not asking questions. They're not feeling comfortable. They don't want to look stupid. Um, even the things that um, we've talked about this before of what do I wear? Yeah. What's the clothing place? If, you know, Because you see movies and things and there's some places where it looks like clothing is almost optional yeah. and other places where you know it looks more inviting. So just some of those things. And again, the, the mind wants control and it wants choice. So giving them a couple of features that really can allow them to distinguish you from another place. Yeah, and so really that getting new clients starts with really that marketing message that you're sending out. And if you're just brand new, that could just be your own social media platform and just uh, making posts on there. If you're a facility, making a post on that. And we've really changed, and you've seen this over the last you know, 12 years of being in business from, you know, here's before and after pictures. Mm -hmm. Here's super lean females in booty shorts and sports bras. And look how great our people work, uh, train at our facility. And we have that still at our facility, but it's not what we advertise because that's not the majority of the people. Like that definitely draws in a specific crowd 
And if that's a niche you're going after, and that's all you want to work out, and yeah. and that works, that works for you. But like, I like to. I'm really most excited about the people who've never trained anymore, where they feel um, intimidated about going other places, and this is the first time. And and that to me is a much broader market to go after. So really starting with that message of like just giving client testimonials of you know I was so excited I was I was able to walk up the stairs without pain, or I was able to pick up my grandkids um, without having you know, pain again, or, you know, all these different things that you can use as testimonials that aren't necessarily before and after, look how much weight they lost, but like how they have an improved quality of life. Now, we also help with weight loss. That's the thing we do. But, you know, if we're just advertising young, in-shape people, you're just going to attract young, in-shape people. And and since we're a brick-and-mortar location and not a huge, uh, very big town, like I want to go after the audience that um, is much greater and there's much less competition. Well, and even things like parking. Mm -hmm. and, and again, we're not in a huge town, but if you're located downtown in this town, everybody knows parking is going to be very difficult. But for places, if you're in an urban setting or more of a traditionally like difficult and you've got easy access to get in and out, even highlighting that. If it feels like it's a place I can get to after I drop off my kids or before work or something like that, and it just feels approachable. So even testimonials about that, it's easy to get in and out. The people are friendly. The, the staff is welcoming. Um, and, 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 and just those pieces of information can be really helpful. And you also talked about that I wanted to highlight is it might be your own social media feed, right? Like if you're an independent coach or you're just starting those types of things, think about what you're putting on your feed. Because if, if it's logical that you want to, and we want to market as empathy, empathy and authority. And so a lot of times the feed I see is, this is a really like a trainer that's lifting a bunch or doing things, that's really in shape, and that's great. That's hopefully the authority, right? Like I, I walk the walk, I know it, I, I, I can program for you. But then also the empathy part of, you know, whether you're posting about um, food choices are tough sometimes or a little bit of education or just something else that doesn't say, I'm going to be just working with a super jacked person yeah. that this lives and breathes this because that can be intimidating or it just may not be my goal. Especially like you said, if I want to take a walk with my grandkids without getting out of breath. Mm. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great segue because I was, I was really going to dive into that and um, I am guilty of most of these things that we talk about like we shouldn't do. Like if you go back on my news feed, like there's like shirtless pics of doing handstands and muscle-ups and lifting weights. Um, and again, that might be impressive for a small group of people, but that's going to intimidate and scare away most of the people. If you look at most of my social media now, it's, it's of my kid or you know talking <laughs> something fitness related, but the majority of them I have my shirt on. Um, in the sense of like, I don't want to intimidate people from coming in. And I feel like a lot of that is. And again, that's going to attract a very small percentage of people. And if you're an online coach and you're going across the world and you're specific, specifically niche down, like that can work. But if you're going more for a slightly broader audience, um, because you're working more of a local brick and mortar kind of place, like you need to make, you need to be aware of what you're putting out there. And it could be scaring away more people um, than what you think. And we also want, in a lot of ways, when you think of like retention and ongoing um, and word of mouth and things like that, you you want to continue with somebody's fitness journey. Yep. And so if they're really, again, if you have a certain niche, but that niche doesn't allow you to continue on that fitness journey, then you definitely are always thinking about new clients. If you enjoy that challenge and that um, the sales and the marketing and all of that to kind of... Um, maybe that again is also your niche. You like the changeover, 
But a lot of coaches that I'm hearing at conferences and that we're talking to aren't saying that. What they're no. saying is, I want a good schedule. I want time off. No. I want to make enough money to do. Well, then you probably don't want to spend the majority of your time constantly um, turning over all of your clients. Yeah, and the next thing to start thinking about, too, is the, the message that's going out is the first step. And then the second is like when they come into your facility. Because we still have to, to convince them, sell them on, on joining that. And, and what we really go after, uh, as you know, is, is a very high-end luxury experience. And if we're going after that and we're messaging that and they walk in and the place is dirty, there's equipment everywhere, um, there's, there's holes in the wall, like the, the, there's rust on the barbells, like they're going to be like, this doesn't really match up. So uh, this doesn't really feel like the high-end experience. So we spend a lot of time on making sure that the facility is top-notch clean, um, making sure the trainer's putting all the equipment up, um, making sure that whoever's working the front desk is having a pleasant experience for that first person because that, that person that working the front is going to be that, that first contact. That's going to be the first impression when people come in. And I know you, some of these, the coaches might not have the, the control over that, but it can be a simple thing of like meeting the person at the door and walking them in so then you can make that first impression versus having it, someone else that's working the front desk you have no control over. Now, if you do own the facility, you can have control over of what that person's saying and stuff like that. But just making sure that experience is good because when we're talking about getting new clients, we got to make sure that the, the first message that goes out matches up with the, the first impression that they have with you and that's going to help you get the new clients. And it's a really good point, too, about what do you have control over? Because you do have the luxury at this point in your career that you're in charge. You can make some decisions about how the gym looks like, what you expect people, how they should look, and representing to clients and all of those things. But as a coach in, in perhaps a facility or an environment where you don't have a ton of control over all of those nuances, how you control yourself, that extra that you go to to, like you said, meet them at the door, communicate with them, um, after or before, check in, things like that. You can go above and beyond to connect with that person because ultimately, if they're training with you, whether it's small group, large group, one-on-one, -on -one, um, that connection is with you. They need to have that empathy authority and feel like they can connect with you because in most cases, especially for the general pop, that fitness journey, um, there's some vulnerability in that. And so I want to be able to connect with you. So I can kind of look over some of the other parts. If it's clear that you are focused on me, on my experience, um, and want to partner with me on my fitness journey. Yeah. And so jumping on to the second part of, we've talked about brand new people, but um, there, there's so much emphasis that emphasis should be on past clients. Now, if you're brand new to this, um, you can stop right now and listen to the <laughs> part four. But for, for most of the people we're talking to, they have some experience with this and they do have past clients. Um, I know we have a nice list of that. And so it's one of those things of like, you know, I'm a big fan of always staying in front of mine because I'm not going to convince someone of like, well, you need to start, you know, eating better and being healthier and working out and all this stuff because you need to care about your health. That's not a um, very positive way to go about it. But it's more of like, we're here, here's what we're doing, here's the success other clients like you are having. And when they're ready, they're like, well, I wanna pick the best option that I can, and I know that they're good because I've been there before, and so I wanna go back there. And so really that, that first part of like staying front of mind for people, and that could be as easy as just making sure your social media is, is 
pretty regularly. And just the, the email list you have and, and make sure you're keeping it up with that. Well, and there's a psychological element that's really strong aside from the obvious, right, of connection. Like you're reaching out to me, I, I feel valued by you, and again, fore of mind, right, front of mind. But the other psychological part is a lot of times, and again, I say lot, I don't have a hard number on this, but people leave because there's a situation. Yep. That situation may be um, job change, so we're nervous to continue to pay expenses, didn't know. Um, kiddo, family, some health thing, either for the person or for their, their family or friends, um, that, that just changed the dynamic for them and they left. So assuming they didn't leave because you dropped a big ball and it was just you know a, a, a horrible experience, but the assumption being that they left for life circumstances, seasonal things, or maybe it was a season in life where they were very insecure and they just, they were just not feeling successful personally and so yeah. they just wanted to. My point is, is that regardless of what you did, them leaving can mentally be associated with a negative because there was a life circumstance that changed it. Now, if they, if they quit for a year to travel the world, like, maybe not, but I don't think that happens very often. So by you reaching back out and connecting and just seeing how they are and things like that, you're changing that association for them, again, to positive. It's A, you're reconnecting, and we know how behavior works and stimulus response. And the other part is, is that there's also going to be a group of people that are maybe feeling like they can't come back because they're embarrassed, yeah. or you're going to think that they suck because they just couldn't get the weight or they couldn't do whatever, or they couldn't um, uh, commit to a consistent workout. And so by you connecting and not being like, hey, what's your workout look like these days? Yeah. Because again, now I'm intimidated again, or I'm going to feel like you're going to judge me. But if you're just reaching out saying, hey, I didn't know if you checked us out lately because we have this and I remember that you like that or just kind of, um, or like you said, here's what our clients are saying. Then you're, you're saying to them, it, you're always welcome back yep. and I would love to work with you. And so I think that that's really important to also remember and not assume that they left you. So they'll come back if they're ready. Yep. Yeah, and she really took my, my first part a step for, further of like one is that kind of mass communication. Um, but, but also, like you're saying there, like that one-on-one that -on -one communication. Like we use a service called Nomly where uh, it's a, it's a web-based service that we can text message our clients. And I like it because I can see what my whole team is messaging. And so it's a, it's a very um, smooth process in seeing what's doing what. Because uh, the way that we work, that um, different trainers might work with different um, clients. And so it's just a nice, seamless process of, 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 of having that one-on-one -on -one communication, which I think is super important and really you know, a step above that kind of mass communication. The other thing is also when we talk about keeping front of mind is, is if we're as a facility constantly evolving and adding new services and, and like we have some of our coaches, they're, they're doing the behavior coaching through us. So now they're doing more than just the workout, more than just nutrition. They're actually helping with that kind of implementation of all the knowledge that people have, which we see is the, the, the biggest lacking thing for people to actually get effective. It's like, that's a great time to reach out to these people because not everybody wants just a hard workout. They're like, oh, maybe I can work on my own or something like that. So it's hard to, sometimes hard to put a value for that. Some people are like, well, I know what to do nutrition wise. I just don't do it. And they're like, yes, that's why I'm here. That's why I can help. So reaching out and being like, here's a new thing I'm doing. And here's the success I've had with it. I think it'd be perfect for you. And I'd love to work with you. And having that, I think is super important. Yeah. And and it's not apologizing for not having it before, mm -hmm. but being excited that now you have the opportunity to offer this, or this is current, or even if it's like, 
you know, research is really indicating that saunas and Norwegian boots, these things are good for you and help for that recovery. And now we have that. And I remember that that was a concern of yours, or you always wanted to make sure that, you know, whatever. And so just connecting those things. And, you know, we want in the fitness space, we, you know, we, we've talked to some leaders in the fitness space recently, and they talked about being essential, yep. that, that, that personal trainers, coaches, fitness experts should really be essential because it is touching upon all of these things that then create positive health markers and can help people with longevity and overall health. And so when we think of essential, oftentimes people think of medical providers and doctors. And we don't want our doctor saying, yeah, I'm doing the exact same practice and I'm treating things the exact same way I was 20 years yep. ago. You don't even want your hairdresser doing that. Yep. So we need to be showing that actively that we're not just reinventing with a different colored shaped kettlebell or something like that. Maybe there's some virtue to that, but we want to also show that we are learning and growing and with the science, with the understanding, and we're evolving along that because we're committed to this as a career and not just to show up at our place, work out and give me money. Awesome. So I need to make sure my hairstylist is up to date. Um, so to wrap up number three of getting more clients, uh, we really dove into this one of, you know, going actually after new clients, what we said we're going to do in the, the title of the series. And then also uh, going after past clients, because ultimately what we're looking for and what we talked about is, are we paying our bills? Are we making good money to, to live the life we want? And we're we not working like a dog all day. So uh, come back for number four and we'll dive into this a little further. <laughs>